Hello and happy Groundhog Day. That's right. It's Groundhog Day and we're getting six more weeks of winter. Saw Shadow, six more weeks to come. Cole, are you a fan of six more weeks? No. No. Bring it on. Bring on the cold, man. <laughs> man I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to start my power washing business. You know, I'm trying to make some business cards get out here. I can't deal with this cold, man. I got, I got work to do. Well, we're in February now, so only a month left of it down here where we are, at least in Oklahoma. Uh, welcome in, everyone. Got a lot to break down. Some guy named Tom Brady just retired for the second time in the, in the same year. Some NFL head coaching news of some great uh, great news for my team, the Denver Broncos. And then also going to be breaking down the Big 12 schedule release. And are the NFL games rigged? They might be. But first, uh, first, make sure you follow on any platform at Burgers and Brats, at Burgers and Brats, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, literally anywhere you get your podcasts. And then stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. So Cole, Tom Brady, officially calling it quits in a little heartfelt 40-second Twitter video. Uh, officially, is this official? Second time in the last year. Is, it, is he finally done? He's he's done, and this is uh, this is a very easy decision. I think it was for him. Um, there was talks about his kids visiting private schools in Miami. Uh, fans over here saying he was going to San Francisco. Uh, no, he's about to go get paid thirty-five million dollars to talk about football. He or he can take hits and you know still work and practice six days a week and play on one that you know and make five million more a year I so mean, I, i'm i'm taking the no contact give me just let me talk about it for 35 million and it's a smart decision it was an easy decision i think it was um he said he didn't want it to uh prolong it uh back of my head this is kind of a little prolonged i, I i'm not i wasn't shocked by it what did you think I mean, I I actually thought he was going to come back. I mean, you don't think he would leave on that side of a note. I mean, he he had a great season stats-wise, but team-wise, they just looked awful. Still made into the playoffs, won his division, but I didn't think Tom Brady would go out like that with a bad team record, a bunch of just bad performances. Team did not look good at all throughout the season, uh, but officially calling it uh, the end. But I don't think he's – he's definitely not going to be remembered for his last season, right? I know he re- he retired twice. Um, I don't think we'll get back. I don't think we'll look at it, you know, 10, 15 years from now and think, oh, he retired once, came back, and had a bad year. No, I mean, when we talk about Brady, we're going to be talking about his seven Super Bowl rings, his 14 Pro Bowls, his three MVPs. Two Super Bowl MVPs. We're you know we're going to talk about his greatness. He's got like five Super Bowl. Super Bowl it MVPs. just it also made me think of LeBron. And I know LeBron's like coming up in his number, but like we, we are witnessing greatness and we have to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So even on the bad seasons that these guys have, bad nights, like man, they're like these seasons, the careers end, and you just got to appreciate greatness. Yeah. So I think. I think we can all agree, first ballot Hall of Famer in 2028. (laughs) Uh, So by the decade, I mean, in his 20s, he had three different Hall of Fame-worthy decades for himself. In the 20s, over 21,000 passing yards, 147 passing touchdowns, three Super Bowl wins, 
in his 30s, 40,000 yards, 309 passing touchdowns, two Super Bowl wins, two NFL MVPs, and in his 40s, 27,193 tutties, two Super Bowl wins, and one MVP. I know you said no one's going to remember him for his final season. I will. That was awesome. <laughs> As a Brady hater, I loved it. I wish he came back uh, so he would uh, not not be as good. But I, I, I did think if the one opportunity he was going to come back, it was going to be Miami just for the possibility of a Rodgers-Brady Super Bowl, right? Can, you know, talk about, in, you know, NFL rigged. Yeah. Would that would that be a a script ending to both of their careers? Um, if that happened, that would definitely have been in a script because no way <laughs> both of those quarterbacks should be making deep run or even to a Super Bowl in, in those final seasons. But uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers maybe going to I mean maybe heading to Las, Las Vegas or the Jets. Who knows? Uh, could be uh, division rivals there. Uh, I don't know. Derek Carr had a great performance yesterday at the Pro Bowl. Uh, skills challenge yeah. so uh, Vegas might be keeping him after seeing that <laughs> yeah so Tom Brady finally calling it quits is he the goat in your opinion oh for sure uh, and uh, I don't think anyone necessarily comes close um, I think people come close Montana I got Manning I mean mm. they did They Montana had the closest rings but I mean, Brady had the most help. He had the greatest coach of all time okay. with him. He so in my era, my 20 years of knowing football, no one comes close. I didn't get to witness Montana, Elway. Uh, I, I, just get, I just get film on these guys. So, I mean, no one comes close. 15 years from now, we can revisit it. And, let's, you know, I'm, I'm saying guys don't come close like Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. These guys aren't coming close to Brady. That's, these are, and those guys are great quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. First ballot Hall of Famers, right? That I just wit- I just named off, and they don't come close to Brady. So, 15 years from now, we can revisit it, and we can we can talk about Mahomes then. Yeah, and, in 15 years, Mahomes will probably be the goat. Yeah, and he'll have 20 Super Bowl titles. He'll get two every year. That's how they'll do it. That's how they'll, <laughs> that's how they'll do it. They'll give him two because they love him so much, man. I went, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, all right, Mahomes, you're getting two if you win. But, yeah, Tom Brady calling it a career uh, once again. See if uh, it is the last and final time. But heck of a career for Tom Brady. Uh, sticking in the NFL, some head coaching news. Uh, start with Sean Payton getting hired by the Denver Broncos, or I guess traded for <laughs> by the Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver sends a first round and a second round pick. And then Saints get a, or the Broncos get a Sean Payton and a third rounder in a few years. So I love this hire for the Denver Broncos. It gets my hopes up another off season. I I, I got my hopes up again. I, I I didn't have any expectations heading into next year. I was like, I don't care, whatever. Whoever is our head coach, you're probably gonna get some up and coming guy who's not gonna do good. No, we get a legend, Sean Payton, who knows how to win, knows how to win over locker rooms, and I think and had one heck of a player with Drew Brees and showed that he could win with other backup quarterbacks in the league. So I think this is a perfect fit for Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. 
Yeah, I think it is a perfect fit for Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's going to come back and look like the old Russell Wilson. Um, you know, what Sean Payton has experience with with Drew Brees was a shorter quarterback, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, shorter quarterbacks, pocket passers. Russell Wilson isn't running anymore. He's a pocket passer. Can escape play play action a little bit. But yeah, I mean he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna it's gonna work for Russell Wilson. But trading a I didn't know it was a first and second round pick for Sean Payton, man. I think it was a first and third. First and third, like so I want guaranteed years. How many how many years are you gonna give us, Sean? Yeah. How many as a Bronco as a Bronco fan you want at least five. I would take five. If I'll trade a first for five years of champagne. Go win a Super Bowl, give me three. If, if you're going to give me a Super Bowl, I don't care how many years you give me. Give me one year. That's fine. I, I, think <laughs> it's, I think it's way too soon to mention Denver for any Super Bowl run. I don't uh, know. They got, he, the, they got the talent. You, they, saw, you saw Russ was cooking when the Hackett wasn't calling the plays. The last two games of the season, they were putting up 30-plus points. It's a strong division. Chargers, Chargers. I ch- not, not with Staley. I mean, I think they got better with Kellen Moore, but you're only going against the Chiefs. Chargers will be middle of the pack like they've been the last three, four years. Nine and seventeen. I guess yeah, ten I, and seven or nine and eight. I mean, y'all, y'all, I mean, they haven't gotten over the hump yet. But y'all, y'all are not on that level. Okay, okay. But, I but, but but no. Even but, Vegas, even but, Vegas. But this. Denver, if they scored 18 more or more points in their games, they would have been uh, nine and one at one point. They just scored 18 points. I do remember that. Remember they would have been nine and one. They had so many one possession, one three point five, seven point losses. So the, this team was one touchdown away, one so, let Russ cook away Tuddy from winning all these games. A bunch of overtime games too. I know. I. I don't. I don't trust the weapons they have. Right. Judy stepped up, I think, and then you got I Sutton. Like, I like Judy. I think Sutton is honestly probably over overvalued. Yeah, I mean, we never saw him get the ball this year. That was one thing. I mean, I, 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 I've seen some people label him as a top twelve receiver, top fit. You know, I just I don't see that. Maybe top fifteen for sure. Top twenty five. More, more than top twenty five. Yeah, I think he is in top twenty five. Well, yeah, obviously top twenty five, but the top fifteen, maybe, maybe more. Eighteen to twenty five. <laughs> yeah, great hire. But for even the Vegas. Bronx. But even Vegas. It's a, it's a. Sh- I'm not, I'm not talking down on Denver. I'm talking up on the division here. Well, yeah, but Vegas is going nowhere with Josh McDaniels. You, you know their head coaches, right? Josh McDaniels is not getting them anywhere, in my opinion. Yeah. He, obviously, he did. He didn't with Denver. He didn't with Oakland or Las Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm the one fan right now or one sports guy that's looking at that higher and, like, I'm not completely bought in on Denver just flipping the switch like that. So, I don't know. I mean, they were so, so close last year. They were so close. Just 18 points a game away from having, like, Four or five losses on the season. So, uh, and then another, a pretty great hire, pretty well respected hire within a bunch of the players who 
uh, he's coached and played with. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, the former 49ers defense coordinator, was just hired by the Houston Texans on a six-year deal. I find this very surprising for the Houston Texans because we saw just how fast they tend to get rid of their head coaches over losing seasons or just not. I mean, it's the Houston Texans. You're not going to go even 500 on the year. And then we saw, I can't remember the head coach before, Lovey Smith, but he had a pretty good season considering, and uh, they fired him after one season. Gave him no chance. You give Lovey Smith one year, he gets fired. And now we're going with D'Amico Ryans, who I'm really good coordinator, never been a head coach. We'll see how it how it works, but it's it's a hard fit to go into a head coaching role, especially with an abysmal program like the Houston Texans. Yeah, I think it's going to be a rough three years. And I think Houston now knows that, but they're willing to take on that longer role, right? I don't know who I, I don't know who the owner is, but there was probably a time where he just, you know, said, "Yep, we are better than what they actually were." He may have thought they were a nine, ten win team when they were when they were a four win team and a two win team this year, or you know, so. I don't know. I I don't know about the hire as well. Uh, I do know that uh, he has wanted Trey Lance to come with him. So maybe that's a possibility that happens this summer as well. Uh, so I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sold on this hire as well. If you can get Trey Lance, I think that adds a few more games to the win column. But just, yeah, you're not going to win games if you're not giving coaches more than one year, one full year of having a locker room. It's just not going to happen. It never will. Uh, I, I I hope it's a great, great fit because, I mean, J.J. Watt said great hire. He had some other people who played with D'Amico Ryans uh, say just great, great hire. So I, I hope it fits. I mean, they had the number one defense in the league this past year with the 49ers. What's their draft picks look like, though? Do, we, like, do they have any this year? They probably gave up their first-rounders for CMC. So, uh, th- I will tell you though, I <laughs> I think there's about a 95% chance. CMC. Oh, I was thinking 49ers. That's my bad. I don't know what Houston. Oh, they've got the Sean number two Watson. pick. They got number two pick. Yeah, and then the, yeah, I guess they got a few more, maybe first rounders for. Don't know what years, but uh, yeah, definitely a few more for the Sean Watson. But they definitely have the second overall pick uh, in the draft. Hmm. But I will tell you, there's probably a 95% chance that. Miko Ryans is not the head coach for the Texans when this contract, when this first contract is up. Six years is a long time to be a coach in the NFL, even if you're pretty good at it. I mean, it's still tough. There's going to be uh, start out great, and then two years of not greatness, you're gonna, you're probably gonna get fired. All right, and then let's move on to you want to talk NFL so, so cutthroat. Yeah, it's such a cutthroat yeah, league. It man. is. You get one bad season, and Texans like to cut the rope quick yeah so do you want to talk nfl rigged or is it even worth it uh, yeah i think this is <laughs> this has come up man it, it came I'm, up with, it, i feel like it started with our tweet and then the whole national media saw it <laughs> and everyone's talking about it now like shout out burgers and brats oh, shout us out on twitter i mean <laughs> it, arian foster went on podcast said nfl was rigged he got his script uh every week before and I mean, the video ended with laughter and stuff, but the tweets have been so funny. 
Have you have you seen oh, the tweets? Yes. Oh yes. The tweets are incredible. Just former players and just funny comedians uh, quote tweeting the original and just having whatever happened above and then a gif or a video. So it, it's, it's just funny. You know, what we've seen. RG three was like, yeah. When I got my script, I was. I was upset, and then Dan Orlowski was like, yeah, totally scripted, and then had his video of him running out of the end zone for that two-point safety. Uh, it's some good, good videos. <laughs> and then you had when Aaron, when Aaron Hernandez gets his script for the season. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you got, who's the, not Kirk Cousins, but who's the other quarterback? Alex Smith, when he gets his script, oh, it was some oh, bad ones, too. Oh, man. There were some bad ones, too, but overall, pretty, pretty funny. Uh, and then Mason Rudolph, when he gets his script <laughs> against Miles Garrett in the, in the Browns, so it was pretty good. But, I mean, who knows if the NFL script, I mean, they've got all this money now with sports books and Sports books are making a lot of money. I don't think NFL. I don't I don't think it's to that extent. Yeah, it's, N- it's, NFL, NFL is rigged. It's an entertainment business. Like, you know what's going on behind closed doors yeah. in corporate businesses. It's it's shady stuff. NFL's rigged. We don't know to what degree, but some shady stuff's going on. <laughs> it has to be, man. With Brady getting all those dang Super Bowls, getting back there, yeah, six, and then a six round draft pick that was a backup quarterback in <laughs> freaking college. Like, come on now, that's a rig. Makes sense. And then there was who married a model? He, man, he had one heck of a script. Who got a divorce and won the divorce? <laughs> There's also one where it's got Brady in like a courtroom or something. Him turning around and grinning, and it's like when Brady uh, sees Matt Ryan walk into the script reading for the Super Bowl. <laughs> And also with Russell Wilson, like some of these games too, how they end, it's just like mind-boggling. Like, come on, man! And some of the some of the calls too, but yeah, NFL is not a script like that. But <laughs> there are definitely some calls that make you think that there's just some performances. But overall, NFL, yeah, not not rigged. All right, let's move into on this day in history before we talk some Big Twelve schedule release. 1959. Can you tell me what happened in 1959? The day the music died. Give you a hint. Couldn't tell you. Really? Alright, the Buddy Hall plane crash. Uh, day the music died. Buddy Holly dies in a plane crash. Um, you got 2004. Mark Zuckerberg launches Facebook from his Harvard dormitory. Have you seen, have you seen that movie? Social Network. No, I have not seen that movie. Have you seen that movie? It's a good movie. Yeah, I've seen it. Pretty pretty good movie. Let's see if we got another on this day in history. And that's all she wrote. That's all I got. Alright. <laughs> not not many uh this this one. Alright, then some birthdays to give out. We got Rosa Parks, Charles Lindenberg, Byron Nelson, and Pretty Boy Floyd. Some crazy all around birthdays. Some some mix of birthdays right there to give out. Alright, I'll talk some big 12 schedule. Yeah, let's do it. So, Big 12 adding um, four more teams in uh, the conference. Yeah. How did they move to the Big 12 faster than we got to move to the SEC? That's all I wanted. I was looking at the schedule and I was like, what's, what's going on here? Why are we playing these teams? I didn't know. How, I, didn't, I don't keep up with the rules and when the transitions, transitions happen. 
But I thought we agreed to go to the SEC before they agreed to come to the Big 12. Am yeah. I? I mean, you had uh, BYU, who wasn't even in a conference, so don't know how their contract worked. But I guess it's just depending on the TV contracts of the other schools in the a- AAC. Uh, it just probably just ended this year. So that's how they got out and got to move in earlier. Because ours didn't end until 2025. But hopefully we get out. So we we, we, we have possibly three more years of Big 12 football? Possibly, but pretty much it's pretty certain that gone after this year. But, yes, could be till 2025. Wow. Yeah. That's that's frustrating. I'm ready for SEC football, man. I'm ready, too. I'm ready, too. I think, I mean, Brent Venables has this. I think he's got this team going in the right direction. He's got a top four class after going six and seven. Pretty remarkable. It's pretty crazy right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, going over these schedules, uh, it's just funny how, I mean, OU in Texas, we've got been on the bad receiving end of most of the calls and most bad stuff put out by the Big 12 Conference over the last few years. But we, we got have? some pretty easy schedules. Yeah. I mean, tough schedule last year. You you have three, three total offensive holding calls called in your favor. Three. All season. That's impossible uh, to do that. And just some other calls. And then you have the Tech game. You have a West Virginia game. They pick up some flags. Tech game. Maybe make a field goal. They don't call it. So, OU schedule. Uh, pretty favorable in our in our favor. I mean, just a little surprising there. You got Arkansas State, SMU at home. Then you go to Tulsa. And then your first Big 12 conference game is Cincinnati. Their first ever Big 12 game so it is going to be electric and in Cincy and then you got Iowa State at home this OU team should be 5-0 if you're not 5-0 and I think there's some serious doubts yeah if you're not 5-0 and it's a loss at Cincinnati yeah so 4-1 and should be the worst case scenario that should be the worst case scenario if you're an OU fan right there uh heading into OU Texas and then you got OU Texas that game's always a toss-up never know bye week Dylan Gabriel revenge game. UCF comes in. It wasn't a toss-up this past year. (laughs) No. But listen, that's not happening again. No, you'll be fully healthy with your quarterback. Hopefully, if not, you've got a five-star plus quarterback in Jackson Arnold backing him up. And you got away versus Kansas, away versus Oklahoma State, at home versus West Virginia. Up to that, uh, you one, maybe two losses uh, should be there. And then you go to BYU. And then, yeah, at home, short week versus TCU. So you get the def- er, the runners-up in your last game of the season at home. Before that, you go to BYU. So a little tough uh, two-game stretch right there. But otherwise, pretty favorable schedule, honestly, if you're an OU fan. Listen, I mean, you saying 6-7 and seven just makes me forget how bad we were this year, man. Like, I was thinking 8-5. <laughs> I mean, and five of those games were three-point losses. Yeah, it's we're gonna turn it around. Yeah, I just it just goes to show like how how much Lincoln Riley hurt us by leaving, taking all that talent with him. Right, they were almost a playoff team. USC has not been almost a playoff team in how long? They have not been a top fifteen team in how long? Decade plus. So it just goes to show what what he did. 
was detrimental. I, I think we got a, a top four class because Venables is going to turn it around and be a great coach. Um, and we'll, we'll, we're, we're, that, we're back. You know, I'm looking at the schedule. We both said worst case scenario nine and three, right? Like worst, yeah, worst case. I think you're nine and three. I mean, obviously, a loss to Texas. That's understandable. Happens. It happens. Like that's what happens in that okay. game. My thing is, if you lose Cincinnati, then go to Texas, and you got two losses. I honestly think they finish this year strong. You get that bye week, right? And then it's just revenge mode, right? It is, all right, another two-loss season out of the race. Let's go show them what we're made of. Like Your two-loss season, you're not out of this race in the Big 12. You're not. No, I'm talking on a national level. Oh, yeah. On a national level. And that, as an OU fan, I'll always think national level. Yeah. Always. That's true. And so um, – I think the I think the Big Twelve is a kiddie pool, you know. It's it it should be easy for us to get there. As, as, as there's not two teams better than us, we should be in that game every year. Yep. And when we're not, that's a that that's a problem. So that's how I feel about OU football. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Oklahoma only has to go to the state of Texas one time this year. That's pretty crazy. Um, Texas, you get one, two. Three, four, five. You have Texas has six games in Texas this year, so they are in that state. I just want to talk about how dirty they did Houston for the Big Twelve for the for their first season. I mean, you got UTSA, who's a. I mean, they they obviously had that one scheduled already, but I mean, they're they've only had like three, four losses in the last two years. I mean, they're they're not an easy team to beat. Then you got a, you got at home versus TCU. You got Tech, which is on a pretty good come up. You got Texas, Kansas State, who's the run Big Twelve champion. Oh man, uh, BY or Baylor, who is um, pretty decent team. I think they'll be pretty good under Dave Randa. You got Cincinnati. Don't know how good they'll be. And you got UCF as well. I feel bad. I feel bad for TCU. Yeah, you got Colorado first game. You got Colorado first game. Look at their last three. Oh, yeah. TCU, they did no favors. And you, well, last four, you got to go to at Tech, home versus Texas, home versus Baylor, at OU, and you still have K-State on that game. Their last five games are got just... BYU-Kansas back-to-back, K-State back-to-back. So they have a... TC, I don't even see TCU, but that team might have four losses, five losses on the year. Yeah. It was is it Chandler Morris, Chad Morris? Yeah, he's gonna be their quarterback this year, and he didn't look bad at the beginning of the year before he got hurt. So we'll see what they're made of. I know they're like their odds are like eighth or ninth right now to get back to the championship game. Like that's yeah, crazy to me. I don't see that happening. Don't play those odds, people. Nope. I mean, tech schedule. You got Oregon at home, which is just a that's a weird, it's a weird home and home right there. Home versus U Houston at Baylor. Home versus Kansas State at BYU. Home versus TCU. Yeah, UCF at home in Texas. So, I mean. Do they play in Colorado or? At TCU. At TCU? Yeah, so Colorado's on the road to TCU first. And then, yeah, all these Texas teams, they've got five or six games in Texas. I mean, obviously, they got six games or more in Texas this year. Baylor's got Utah. Is that Utah? And then you got Texas, Texas Tech, Cincy, Houston, K-State, and TCU on the schedule. So Oklahoma's schedule does not have three of the teams they lost to. 
the last year, which is just awesome. A great favor for um, for OU there. All right, anything else on the Big 12 schedule? No, I like it. We look, we, we look solid. I'm liking it, too. I should be should be a fairly decent year. Should be a major upgrade this next year for our record. All right, let's move into the final segment. Who are we sharing our burger and brought with? Want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. All right, sharing my burger and brought with LeBron James. He is now fourth all-time in the assists, in all-time assists, passing Steve Nash the other night. He's only got 5,000 more to reach John Stockton. He's at 10,000 now. It took him uh, 20 years. Does he stay longer for 5,000 more assists? No. No. <laughs> no. But, yeah, congrats to LeBron moving up to fourth all-time in assists. I'm going to enjoy you at the cookout. Uh, we're going to do a burger and brat with a bunch of goats. Uh, I'm going to have mine with Tom Brady. For his, uh, no, he ain't allowed. He ain't allowed. For his great nope. career. Nope, not allowed. Seven Super Bowls, 14 Pro Bowls, three MVPs. You got Tuck uh, Roll, Deflate Gate, Spy Gate. Uh, I'm going to miss the Sunday Night Football tone uh, introduction when Tom Brady's playing on Sunday night. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss watching him on Monday nights. Like that's that's a great that's now out of our league. So now that he's retired, he can come join me in Oklahoma City. I'll have a cookout, um, and I'm gonna give him a burger. And if he wants a brat, I'll cook one of those too. So hit me up, Tom. Love to share that moment with you. He might. He got nothing else to do. Giselle, Giselle left him, so he got nothing else. Come join the brothers at Burgers and Brats for a cookout. All right, everyone, thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, literally anywhere else you get your podcast, at Burgers and Brats. It's safe to take the place news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at Burgers and Brats. Thank you all. Take care. Stay safe.